Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. In the last chapter, the Lord began a direct response to Job. And we continue with that in this chapter. And uh, the Lord uses his role in the animal kingdom to make a point or many points with Job that Job is not responsible for the animals. Job is not even aware of how their needs are met and how their habits um, were formed. But the Lord knows all these details. So listen now as the Lord speaks about the animal kingdom. Job chapter 39. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you watch when the doe bears her fawn? Do you count the months until they bear? Do you know the time they give birth? They crouch down and bring forth their young. Their labor pains are ended. Their young thrive and grow strong in the wilds. They leave and do not return. Who let the wild donkey go free? Who untied its ropes? I gave it the wasteland as its home, the salt flats as its habitat. It laughs at the commotion in the town. It does not hear a driver's shout. It ranges the hills for its pasture and searches for any green thing. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? Will it stay by your manger at night? Can you hold it to the furrow with a harness? Will it till the valleys behind you? Will you rely on it for its great strength? Will you leave your heavy work to it? Can you trust it to haul in your grain and bring it to your threshing floor? The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully, though they cannot compare with the wings and feathers of the stork. She lays her eggs on the ground and lets them warm in the sand, unmindful that a foot may crush them, that some wild animal may trample them. She treats her young harshly, as if they were not hers. She cares not that her labor was in vain, for God did not endow her with wisdom or give her a share of good sense. Yet, when she spreads her feathers to run, she laughs at horse and rider. Do you give the horse its strength or clothe its neck with a flowing mane? Do you make it leap like a locust, striking terror with its proud snorting? It paws fiercely, rejoicing in its strength, and charges into the fray. It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance. In frenzied excitement, it eats up the ground. It cannot stand still when the trumpet sounds. At the blast of the trumpet, it snorts, Aha! It catches the scent of battle from afar, the shout of commanders and the battle cry. Does the hawk take flight by your wisdom and spread its wings toward the south? Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nests on high? It dwells on a cliff and stays there at night. A rocky crag is its stronghold. From there, it looks for food. Its eyes detect it from afar. 
its young ones feast on blood, and where the slain are, there it is. And so the Lord poses questions to Job, um, knowing the answers, of course, and not really expecting a reply from Job, but in an attempt to point out to Job that he's not God, and the Lord has knowledge and responsibilities and abilities far beyond those of mortal man. So he begins with, do you know when the mountain goat gives birth? And of course, um, nobody knows that unless they're uh, involved in in um, biology of animals, and they're, they're aware of how long the gestation period is for a, um, a goat to give birth. And so Job is made aware that he um, doesn't understand the animal kingdom's bearing young. And then he asks about the wild donkey. He said, um, who gave um, it its freedom from ropes? And the Lord says, he gave the wastelands to it. Um, as its home, and salt flats as its habitat. And it ranges the hills for its pasture and searches for any green thing. So the Lord is uh, watching over the wild donkeys. And then he mentions the wild ox. He said, uh, will the wild ox consent to serve you, Job? Will it stay by your manger at night? And obviously a wild ox would not stay in a pen at night without being domesticated. And um, uh, the wild ox is of no use to Job or anyone else, unless it's domesticated. He goes to the ostrich and the stork. He makes comments about the ostrich and the stork. And then he has some some beautiful wording about the horse. And um, uh, let me just read from verse 19. Job, do you give the horse its strength or clothe its neck with a flowing mane? Do you make it leap like a locust, striking terror with its proud snorting? It paws fiercely, rejoicing in its strength, and charges into the fray. It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance. Friends, doesn't that just um, epitomize a war horse? He continues, In frenzied excitement, it eats up the ground. It cannot stand still when the trumpet sounds. At the blast of the trumpet, it snorts. Aha! It catches the scent of the battle from afar, the shout of commanders and the battle cry. And so this uh, majestic picture of a battle horse and uh, the fact that Job has no awareness or control over such an animal, but the Lord God does. And then he switches to the birds. He speaks of the the hawk. He says, um, does the hawk take flight by your wisdom? and spread its wings toward the south? Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? And of course, Job has nothing to do with any of that. And so these examples are interesting. The Lord um, spoke in the last chapter about the constellations, you know, the macro of the universe, if you will. Now we're down to the the micro, individual animals, and yet um, the Lord's sovereignty and control over them The Lord's awareness of all of the nuances of their existence far exceeds those of any mortal man, even those who specialize in such things. And so, Lord, we recognize the the animal kingdom is part of your glorious creation. We recognize that all of the nuances of their nature that um, uh, we often refer to as instincts, they were planted by you. They were taught by you. They were embedded by you. Lord, these, um, these, 
different aspects of the animals and the, the fish and the birds, Lord, they came from you. They were part of your created order. So, Lord, we marvel at your majestic hand in all of these things. Teach us, Lord. Open the eyes of our awareness more and more to your majesty and your glory as it's revealed within the animals. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.